Welcome to the Loveland Libcast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. Joining me for this Loveland Library Cookbook Group edition of the Loveland Libcast, I have my co-host, as always, Ashley Reger, recipe developer and freelance writer for Westward. Ashley, thank you for coming back and hosting another episode with me. Thank you very much for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. It is always a pleasure for me as well. And I'm excited to talk about our December title that we've chosen which is Braveheart by Stella Parks. And just to mention at the top two, give people a little sneak peek. In January, we are going to be talking about Smitten Kitchen Keepers, New Classics for Your Forever Files by Deb Perelman. And then in February, we are very excited because we are going to discuss Soul Food by Adrian Miller. And we chose that title for Black History Month. And we are hoping to have a special guest for that episode, so folks can look forward to that. And that is our upcoming slate of Loveland Library cookbook group titles. And as I mentioned, for December, we are focusing on Brave Tart. And Ashley, why did we pick Brave Tart for our December cookbook group title? Yeah, so as always, I did it selfishly because I love Stella Parks. I think she is such a wonderful baker. I think that she is one of the most thoughtful people that are writing about the baking space in the last decade. She's very, very intelligent. She studied culinary and baking and pastry for a long time. And as we enter this baking season, the holiday season of you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas and all of the holidays that fall and that we all celebrate in this season. We are looking a lot to cookie and cake and pie recipes. So this book is not only a great resource for all of those types of foods and types of desserts, but it's also a great way to like preview a book that might make a really wonderful gift for the food nerd in your life. That is a great suggestion. I've been able to peruse Brave Tart myself. Yeah. And if you're you're thinking of what you might want to get someone, Brave Tart is a very cool cookbook. And I know we had talked about this last month with Susan Reed, is that Stella had that idea for using sugar, right, as a pie weight. She seems like a very innovative uh, and creative person. Yeah, she is so cool. Honestly, I think I could um, fangirl a little bit about her just because I I really love her and her <laughs> recipes and the things that she does. And you heard that last uh, month when Susan and I were like, she puts sugar <laughs> in a pie crust and that's so innovative. I don't know if she's the one who invented that. I haven't seen that attributed to anyone else, but she's certainly the one that made it well known. And again, for people who may not have listened to that episode, one of Stella Parks's signature moves is putting, instead of pie weights, you put sugar in aluminum foil or parchment paper or anything as you blind bake a pie crust. So as you bake a pie crust without any of the filling in it, uh, you have to weigh it down so it doesn't fall down the sides of your pan so it doesn't puff up. So you weigh it down usually with pie weights. But Stella Parks has a method where you put sugar into the pie crust to blind bake. And that makes 
not only your pie crust come out great and, and weighed down and you don't have to have these special pie weights sitting in your kitchen, but then you get this really cool toasted sugar product at the end. And then you could use this toasted sugar that has a little note of caramel in whatever you're baking next, or you can keep reusing that sugar and it'll keep getting more and more toasted. So that's kind of her style of, of trick, I would say, is Stella Parks is one who's very much like, how can we use these ingredients to do something really, really cool? Yeah. And, and how, did, how did she first get on your radar? Was, is she someone that, has she written other cookbooks or is she, she like a media personality? Yeah. So Stella Parks first got on my radar because she is a major contributor to a food media platform called Serious Eats. And if you remember back to our episode with Grace Kelly, I think that was our um, America's Test Kitchen How to Cocktail episode. Grace Kelly is now one of the associate editors at Serious Eats. So we have a little bit of a podcast connection there too. But yeah, so Stella Parks contributes to Serious Eats. She has for a really long time. She's one of their main baking contributors. And Serious Eats is for people who like Stella Parks and people who like this type of thinking about food, Serious Eats is a really cool resource and has has a lot of that intelligence and passion that goes into their, their recipes. And for this title in particular, Brave Tart, which I think is a wonderful pun, mm-hmm. were there <laughs> were there any recipes before we talk about what's going to be in the recipe kit for December? Were there any recipes that jumped out at you or that you want to make or you just thought (laughs) sounded delicious? Yeah. Every time I look at this cookbook, I think I come up with a new thing that I want to (laughs) make. What has been on my list for a long time is graham crackers or our graham crackers. She has a recipe in here for homemade graham crackers, which is not like a wild recipe, but I think I just always wanted to make those and been able to make a whole homemade s'more, I think would be super fun. So I want to make graham crackers. And then there are so many recipes in here for every junk food favorite that you might have liked as a kid. And I say junk food so lovingly, like the little Debbie oatmeal. Oh, yeah, I saw those. Sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I grew up on those things. Yeah. I, I ate those at my grandparents' house all the time as a little kid. So those caught my eye as I was flipping through the book just before we recorded. Yeah, and that is, I think that is very cool to. And probably delicious to get to try something like that homemade, which is also Mm -hmm. going to be our recipe kit this month. But one of these delicious treats that, you know, we're used to either getting or just periodically getting and now having that recipe there so you can try to make it from scratch yourself and see if it's it's like the real deal. My guess is it's probably even better. (laughs) Yeah, I think that they both probably have I love a junk food. I think that there's no replacement for a good like store-bought, you know, Cheeto or whatever. But I, so we can go into our recipe kits for this month, which is the homemade Oreos. I'll let you fill in on, on what those consist of. And then I'll tell about how I made those. All right. Yeah. So the homemade Oreos, those are going to be the focus this month. And our recipe kits, they will contain light corn syrup, coconut extract and cocoa powder so those are the ingredients you'll get in that kit and 
yeah, you'll be able to make your your own homemade Oreo cookies. I was wondering myself how people might <laughs> stamp the cookie part if they wanted to. That was my big question. <laughs> yeah, so in the recipe, she calls for an embossed roller, which you can get. I certainly do not have one. I think that it's for people who make really beautiful, like the embossed style cookies, you probably have one, but for many people, we don't. When I made the homemade Oreos at home, I had a little pasta piece of wood that has a pattern on it. And I used that and I pressed that into the cookie dough and I made my shapes that way. Like I took something and pressed it into my already cut cookies and made <laughs> the pattern on top. But I was thinking that it would be really fun. I don't know if this would work, but I think it would, especially if you had a light touch. If you have kids at home, it might be really fun to get a toothpick and kind of draw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over. That is a great idea. Yeah. And then your kids could, or your adult yourself um, <laughs> could, you know, write whatever they want or make flowers or, or anything, any kind of design. And how did your cookies turn out? Mine turned out really well. They were really fun. So I actually started making them and I realized I didn't have coconut extract because I didn't get a kit from the library. But so I made them without and they were still so delicious. I think that speaks to what a great recipe this is that you can kind of adapt it if you need to. Something that's special about a lot of homemade Oreo recipes that you'll see is that Oreos have such a rich, slightly bitter cocoa flavor to them. And that's usually made using an alkalized cocoa powder. So a basic high on the pH scale, cocoa powder. And that gives it that, that very unique black cocoa flavor. So Stella Parks does not use black cocoa. This is kind of what makes her recipe special is she uses just a normal cocoa and then she uses, I think, some baking soda in the recipe to alkalize the dough, which is kind of a cool little trick. So baking soda leavens the cookies a little bit, makes them rise, but it also alkalizes and gives it that Oreo flavor. And it was very true to the <laughs> Oreo cookie chocolatey flavor. That's awesome. As we've been having these conversations and talking about baking and cooking, it's, it is really interesting how much chemistry there is and how, if you know these little mm -hmm. tricks, how you can combine different things or, you know, throughout a process, how different combinations can create <laughs> different yeah. kinds of flavors or how something interacts with another element or how two ingredients interact will will create a certain kind of flavor or they'll just behave in a way to, you know, <laughs> do what mm -hmm. a certain ingredient might do on its own kind of thing. That's that's just very mm -hmm. cool. And it just kind of shows you, yeah, you if you know the science behind it, you can really <laughs> do some different tricks or or make flavors or you know make it taste like an oreo if you just do it a certain way that's very cool mm -hmm. to me yeah it's i think it's so fascinating and as you read through this book she includes these little blurbs about this is why we add these ingredients this is why we do it that way so just by making these recipes even you can gain some of that knowledge for yourself and as you bake more and more you you learn the rules more and more and you know where you can adapt and we were talking about, before we started recording, we were talking about how this cookbook also does have some cool little history kind of tidbits in it too, where certain treats or 
desserts where they where they showed up or appeared in in certain magazines or just kind of the history of how they were presented or talked about and i thought that was really interesting to get to read about as well just to kind of fill you in on where did this come from or when when were people making this i think that that's a really nice touch to it and then we also discussed it seemed like most if not all recipes there's also a section called mix it up and that gives you some alternatives for you know if you want to try making them with i remember one had like oh you could you could add bacon to it this way or just a different spin on something i thought that was great for if you're you're exploring it and you want to make different versions of a kind of dessert or treat or if that kind of mix it up was like oh i i want to go that way with my with my treat it seemed like it was it was good at giving you alternatives for things as well or ways to just kind of expand on a certain recipe yeah so you can you know continue to make these recipes from this book and make them different every single time so as we were talking about i was saying that it can be even hard to choose as you're looking at the recipes uh, <laughs> saying oh i want to make it the original way yeah but, you know chocolate stuffed oreos or for the chocolate lover in your life might be pretty good <laughs> might be pretty delicious so yeah it is it is a delicious looking cookbook there were a lot of lot of different kinds of desserts and treats and things in it cakes cookies all sorts of stuff so if you're just looking for something sweet to have around the holidays yeah this really is a a perfect cookbook or a gift for the baker in your life is very Mm -hmm. cool yeah Make some cookies for Santa. That's that's one of your family's traditions. <laughs> yeah, make can... make some fancy cookies. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, thank you for for that information. And yes, folks can look forward to those recipe kits for the homemade Oreo cookies. And also a part of that is the recipe as well for the homemade vanilla Oreo filling. So you're you're getting the cookie element and the filling element. It's really all homemade. And those recipe kits, again, are going to include light corn syrup, coconut extract, and cocoa powder. And those recipe kits are going to come out, as always, on the second Thursday of the month. December is one of the unusual months in that December starts on a Thursday. So these are going to come out on the 8th of December. Usually it's a little later on the month, but because December 1st is a Thursday, that means that these recipe kits are going to come out on December 8th. So you all can look forward to that. We try to release these episodes a little bit in advance just to give people a reminder, but those kits will always come out on the second Thursday of the month. So we've talked about Stella Parks and Braveheart. Are there any are there any other food creators, recipe developers, anyone else that might be similar to Stella Parks or that you just kind of think would be also good to, for people to have on their radar during the the holiday season or when they're thinking about baking or making treats like this? Yeah, so I think that a few other baking cookbooks that come to mind, Bakewise by Shirley Coraher, that's C-O-R-R-I-H-E-R, is another very formula-based baking textbook, basically. It feels like a textbook where there's very thoughtful and very analyzed ways of baking. And that, again, will help you learn the rules. If, if you are a baking nerd like I am, that book will help you learn some of the, the guidelines of what makes a meringue, how do you stabilize, whatever. So that's a really great resource. 
And then there is a local baker here in Denver. Her website is called lannybakes.co. That's L-A-N-I bakes.co. And she is a food scientist and she makes really, really gorgeous cakes and all kinds of desserts. She has recipes on her website and then she also has a really cool Instagram. So for a local baker, she's a really, really fun one to follow. All right. Thank you for those. We'll, as always, link that other cookbook in the show notes so people could take a look at that. And then we'll have the link to that website in the show notes as well so people could look at Lanny Bakes and see what that's all about. Appreciate those additional cooking and baking resources for people to look into. And before we go, as always, Ashley, I want to ask if you are reading anything or listening to anything, anything book, movie, TV related that you want to share? Yes. So I am listening to an audiobook called The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet by Becky Chambers. And it has been such a delight. It is a sci-fi book. And it is just very lighthearted. I'm about 40% of the way in, so I'm not sure if it stays lighthearted. But all the characters are very lovable. And it just is kind of a heartwarming book for me so far. So I really, really have been enjoying it. Awesome. Thank you for that. I have, since October, when I read two vampire books for the podcast, I still kind of got me in the mood. And I don't know if I, I think maybe I've mentioned this before because I've listened to this audiobook a number of times, but I checked out and started listening to Fever Dream by George R. R. Martin again. And that's his vampire book. And it's, it's, not, it's not a series or anything. It's just a self-contained story. It is about vampires on the Mississippi River. It has to do with like steamboats and it's, kind of pre-Civil War and then goes uh, post-Civil War. So it's that kind of antebellum and then post-Civil War era. And I I really like it as a vampire story. It's pretty different. We talked about some of the tropes mm-hmm. and things in that October, in that Halloween vampire episode. And I think this takes a different approach to vampires, which is, which is pretty good. I wouldn't, it's, I wouldn't say it's super scary or anything, but it does a good job. Mm-hmm. And if you, if, if people are fans of George R. R. Martin, Game of Thrones, things like that, then they would probably like like that story, just kind of his approach to telling stories. And the audiobook is wonderful. Uh, it's read by one of those Game of Thrones actors. And so he has this kind of nice, rich mm-hmm. <laughs> Scottish accent or something. Yeah. But then he, do, he does other <laughs> accents in American. Ac- and he's it's really good. It's, it's very cool to hear as an audiobook. So I'm... Uh, more than halfway done with that. That's just one I I like dipping into and I was in the mood for for more vampires. So <laughs> that's yeah, me. That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a fun story or just a I mean it's not I don't know if fun is the right word, but it's it's a good vampire story and it's and it's different. So that's what I got for you. Well, that does it for this December episode of the Loveland Cookbook Group Loveland Libcast episodes. We hope you all enjoyed it. And as I said, we'll be coming back in January with 
Smitten Kitchen Keepers, New Classics for Your Favorite Files by Deb Perelman. And then in February, we will be discussing Soul Food by Adrian Miller. And we are hopeful that we will have a special guest for that one. And while that, that one's not necessarily a traditional kind of cookbook, it does have recipes in it. And it's, it's certainly a very fitting title to discuss during Black History Month in February. Ashley, as always, thank you so much for co-hosting these with me. It's always fun to get to catch up with you and chat about these titles and the recipes that we're offering folks. Thank you. As I said, it's always the highlight of my week to be. <laughs> all right. Well, it's a highlight for me as well. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast. We look forward to coming back next month with another Loveland cookbook group title to discuss along with the recipe that we will have for folks on the second Thursday of the month. While supplies last, come and grab inside the library one of those recipe kits and try baking or cooking at home or continue your skills with baking and cooking. With that said, we will talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast. If you'd like to contact us about the podcast, please reach out to Daniel at daniel.tate at cityofloveland.org. That's D-A-N-I-E-L dot T-A-T-E at cityofloveland.org. See you next time.